Hi everyone, this is Holly Gilbert Stowell, your host of Security Management Highlights. Thanks for tuning in to this bonus episode and be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. The 11th annual CSO Summit is taking place in Minneapolis April 29th to May 1st. Executive Coach Angela Scapello will be on hand for an executive coaching session prior to the start of the summit. Space for this session is limited, so be sure to reserve your spot today. In this podcast, Angela joined me to talk more about the value attendees will get from signing up for her session and the types of skills that are critical to navigate the ever-evolving executive leadership landscape. Welcome to the Security Management Podcast, and thanks for stopping by to give us a little preview of what you have to offer our CSOs at the upcoming summit in April. Well, thank you. I'm excited about it. Give us a little bit of an overview of why it's important right now for you know executive leadership skills to be taught. Why is it so important today, skills not only for right now, but for the future? So I think we would all acknowledge that the world is changing rapidly and that it would be foolhardy to think that the way that we led 10 years ago, five years ago, even the way we lead today is what will be needed in the future. And so we need to understand what are the leadership capabilities that are predictive of success, that denote you as a top performer, that move you up in an organization, whether that means up hierarchically or up in terms of broader scope, responsibility, impact, and basically what will you need to lead in 2020? Because 2020 will look very different than the world looks in even 2018. Yes, definitely. And a lot of our CSOs or those who are you know, members of the CSO Center, they might be mid-career or advanced in their professional journey. So can these skills that you're talking about, can they be taught? They can definitely be taught, and and one of the things that's interesting to note is that Dr. Dweck, Dr. Carol Dweck, has just recently published a book, and basically the premise of the book is about fixed mindset and open mindset. And people who have an open mindset are people who believe that abilities can be taught. And so they're open to learning, and therefore they, they learn easier, and they learn with greater impact and apply that learning. And so when we look at competencies, leadership competencies, we're talking about behaviors, basically. So if you talk about how does an emotionally intelligent leader show up, right, you're going to describe behaviors that you see. You're going to see that they're leading with empathy that they can manage their emotions, that they can read their audience, that they have the ability to understand organizational dynamics and move their agenda by building social and political capital. Those are leadership skills because leaders are no longer the worker bees, they're people managing relationships. And at that point, IQ and expertise not that it's not important anymore, but it becomes subservient to some of the other behaviors. Something that we have chatted about leading up to this interview was, is there a difference you know, for gender between men and women? Traditionally, we think of 
women just based on you know studies as more empathetic and that can be a great leadership skill but then men might have other areas where they're you know scientifically shown to be uh, more adept so is there a difference when it comes to these skills that you're talking about between men and women so there's been a, a lot of talk about that there's a lot of talk about gender differences in general across a whole spectrum of social issues and organizational dynamics some people say the future is female however the research shows that in general men and women have the same leadership capabilities or the same potential for these leadership capabilities and the behaviors that we connote as emotional intelligence. However, there are some gender-specific patterns that we also see in the research, with, in general, women being more empathic and better at managing relationships, and men being more self-confident and being able to handle stress better. I do want to say, though, that the best leaders usually have capabilities across approximately six emotional intelligent categories. And so you can't rest your future or your laurels on being empathic. You have to be beyond empathic. You have to use that empathy to understand how to build relationships and how to navigate the organization. So overall, men and women have the same potential to develop these capabilities, although some of them come more naturally in, when we speak in generalities, because obviously you've got men who are empathic and you've got women who lead with great self-confidence and handle stress better than men in some situations. So I think it's dangerous to make assumptions across gender. Yeah, absolutely. And before we talk about what your coaching and working with you at the summit would look like, we talked a little bit about being able to be coached and coachability. How is that important for leaders? Maybe somebody says, you know, Angela, I have taken these courses. I've been doing this for years. I really can't learn anything new. Why is it important to be able to continue to change with this futuristic landscape? So some of this comes from personal experience. So I have a son who played soccer as a young boy and his father was a volunteer coach. And I used to hear them talking about, oh, so-and-so is very coachable. So-and-so is not very coachable. My son is now a professional soccer coach and I obviously have worked in the field of talent development. I think whether one is coachable is a key factor. Having said that though, people can learn these capabilities and if they're open to feedback, if they're open to be self-reflective, they can become aware of what their blind spots are. I find in my work with mid-level managers and senior leaders, sometimes the first thing we have to overcome is their inability to see themselves as others see them. And then you do some work with them and you put them in a group and you ask the question of the group, you know, based on their interaction with the group, would you want me to be your boss? Would you want me to be your colleague? And sometimes it's really humbling. And so I think one of the most important things is for all of us to become lifelong learners and realize that change is possible and learning should be an ongoing process. Even at the summit, the summit will be an event. Learning and applying that learning when you go back into your world is an ongoing process. Speaking of processes, opportunities, you are offering not just these two webinars, but also some exclusive coaching opportunities for our members and space is limited. So what could attendees who want to sign up for that, what can they expect to gain signing up for time with you? So I have to preface this by 
saying that I did a number of interviews with a number of your CSO members across geographies and organizations. And when I asked them, what's the value of being a member of the CSO organization, they used the word network, right? Having colleagues that they can talk to and share with. And in thinking about what we'll do together at the summit in the workshop that I'll be facilitating, I've said to them, it will be even deeper and better networking because you'll be sharing learning together. And it'll be a safe environment where you can talk about your challenges, you can learn some new behaviors, you can get a chance to practice them. It'll be discussions, small group exercises, case studies, and the coaching is being offered as part of that. So in essence, you get a chance to learn and then you get a chance to practice what you've learned with support from me. So if one of the members says, you know what, this is gonna be a challenge for me in my work group to try and pivot to this or to convince my boss to be open to this, we can work on that together. And the people who take the workshop with me will get a chance to actually put that learning into practice and hopefully it'll help them move through and on to better things. Great. Thank you so much, Angela. And anyone who is interested in learning more about attending the summit and getting involved with Angela's coaching opportunity, please visit www.asisonline.org and click on professional development. Angela, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Well, thank you for having me.